Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am your host, the big guy Ryback. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming live on Instagram, the big guy Ryback22 for a short period of time. If you want to watch the full show, please swing on over to Twitter at Ryback Twitter Spaces, where you guys can be a part of this show. You are the co-host with me, the People's Podcast. You have a voice equal to mine and everybody else out there where you are a part of this show, health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between. Thank you to all my Twitter subscribers. I follow everybody who subscribes and shows their support to this show on my Twitter back on there. But remember, guys, there's a difference between following and subscribing because I notice some people, they, they make some comments on that. So the people who subscribe and show their support, it's not necessary. You're, anybody is allowed to be on this show. But I do try to interact with the people that subscribe, and I follow all of you back on Twitter. So thank you guys for the love and support on there. We are also on Ryback TV here on YouTube. Super chats are greatly appreciated and will be brought up on the screen in between taking calls. And I'm getting better at getting those all in for you guys. And I know the first couple days we did that a few weeks ago, I missed a couple. And we we since I think we've been able to get all of them during the show. So thank you to everybody showing your support over here on Ryback TV on YouTube. We are streaming live on Facebook at Ryback Reeves and Twitch at Ryback rules this show is available on all podcast platforms shortly after the live edition usually 15 to 20 minutes after the live it hits all the podcast platforms itunes reviews are greatly appreciated if you've got a moment swing on over leave a star rating and if you could write a review guys it really helps me out if you're new to this show if you like it it brings you value or entertainment thank you very much uh for leaving your feedback over at itunes this show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people, men and women, he, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. New customers can save 30% with a one-time discount code RYBACK30. Returning customers can save 20% with discount code FEEDME20, FEEDME20, and all orders get a free Feed Me More Nutrition premium black shaker bottle. 
Just select it as your free gift after you add your first item or items to your cart. You'll see a little pop-up there. It says, do you want a free shaker? Just simply click yes. Compliments of the big guy Ryback to you for buying the best supplements on the planet. We've got all the Ryback merch, drinkware accessories, workout accessories, feedmemore.com. I'm having some finish it raspberry lemonade BCAAs. <clears throat> Just my final serving. I, uh, I've got an order that should be in today or tomorrow. I've got, I stock up for every, every one to two months, a big, huge order of just thousands of dollars of supplements to myself. The best part of owning a supplement company is free supplements for the owner, which I'll take them all day long. Good to see all of you guys in the chat. Hello. Hello. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We streamed. I'm actually doing the streaming on the WWE 2K23. I did it on YouTube. I don't know if there's, I finally linked my YouTube up on my PlayStation and uh, my God, what a difference that makes. Because the Twitch, I never have been able to do anything. They just no, no, no traction over there. And uh, we've already were approaching 6,000 views on my little stream last night. And uh, those are just going to get bigger and bigger. But uh, we did Ryback versus Goldberg on there, the final match of the stream. Check it out. It's on the channel under the lives on the channel. Have a little fun on there one or two days a week. Talk a little shit. Play against some other, some other uh, guys. I'm, I'm getting a little better. I, uh, I I think I went three or I went four and five or or three and five or something around that yesterday um, for, for totals. It wasn't as good as the week prior, but I, I got my ass handed to me uh, several times in there. And uh, but I'm getting a hang of getting the hang of it, getting better. I got my uh, overall rating to 99 super Ryback. I gave Ryback superpowers and uh, I've got to get the move set adjusted to uh, get a few more of my signature moves and to it where I'm a little more. Uh, where I, I could fully be for the full Ryback experience. <laughs> but uh, we're not doing too shabby, not doing too shabby. So thank all of you guys who joined me on that. <clears throat> Take some calls here on Twitter spaces uh, for all of you, because we didn't, I was going to do a weekend show. I didn't really, we didn't Saturday. <clears throat> I am trying to get my voice arrest. I'm realize I'm doing a lot of talking every single day, pretty much during the week. And on top of it, it's been more with everything, with all the phone calls I've had to take with everything, with the whole uh, Chase, Brandon, Chase, Salehi and the Saab situation um, with that. So a little update in with what we could say uh, with everything, the FBI, they were able to locate him. Uh, and I believe I got to And I got to have another, I've got multiple phone calls today with, with different FBI agents uh, and the North Las Vegas police department detectives uh, with everything. Uh, we got a location on him, though. He was at, I believe, his residence uh, in Alabama with all of that. Uh, he tried to lie. This is just from everything that, that I was told uh, initially. He tried, initially lied to the FBI agent saying that uh, he was not involved. He then broke down uh, from what I was told and confessed to everything. Now, they, they were not, they're going there to make an arrest. That was never, that visit was not to make an arrest. We are awaiting Twitter files and we are awaiting the detective and the FBI to, to essentially to map this all out. But, but state charges are going to be the first step. He's going to be arrested on state charges. And I should know more about that today. <clears throat> but, but anybody out there that's saying this is fake or not real, like, you're going to find out really quickly and, and shame on each and every single one of you. If you think that I would even need to do anything like this, you're out of your minds. But that's just a reflection of you and, and, the, and where society is in general with all of this, <clears throat> with all of it, um, which we've got a call coming in now, which might we'll have to take that after the show. 
Uh, so, but we got a location on him and he, he's being watched and monitored and, and tracked uh, through various means by the FBI right now with that. He, I apologize. Let me go to give me one second, guys. I've taken the focus. That way I can't get uh, distracted on the show. I forgot to put on my no, no notifications. He, uh, which apparently doesn't work for the phone call from, from probably the detective. The, so we got, we, we got a location on him. We, we got a confession. Um, he, I'm just going to let you know. So we've got everything he's stated on this show with everything. He, he, they know he's lying because they've already, they've listened to the audio and they, they know enough of what's going on of this 12 year case. And so he then lied to them again, and they're going to let him lie all day long with all of this saying that I threatened it, this whole thing that, so by the way, this say, this was 100% true. This still, I don't know how you justify anything. He says, I threatened to kill him in gold's gym. So I, I am the one, according to, to Brandon Chase, Salihi Nassab, started all of this by just randomly threatening to kill him in Gold's Gym, despite him telling an, another story. Uh, and then he further went on to tell them that it is his duty uh, and responsibility to teach me a lesson, essentially, for Vince McMahon of the WWE. So this is the level of batshit crazy. This guy thinks it's his responsibility to stop me because in his head, whatever this obsession of 12 years, because of my issues with WWE, despite him being obsessed with me prior to my issues with WWE. Okay. So that's where we're kind of at with everything. And uh, and we are going to be, I've got Homeland, Homeland Security also working on this with me to make sure that everything is going to be done. Uh, now, ideally, this all, his arrest should have taken place probably about a week ago. It's been delayed, and I'll talk more about that after the after the fact when 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 things are done. <clears throat> There's also stuff going on with the social media companies and the FBI because of all the political bullshit that that they were getting involved with. That there's now a, a lot of delays in getting information, um, despite how urgent this all is with 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 the kind of individual that we are we are dealing with a highly dangerous, mentally unstable individual. Uh, who feels that he's protected from his stepfather, which we are going to blow holes and all that. Like that is, it's, it's, I, I, we're not going to get into that part of it right now, but, um, and I've got a private investigation team doing some other things uh, with all of this. And there are ties to WWE, believe it or not, in all of this uh, with his stepfather. So <clears throat> that, that would explain maybe how Chase possibly was able to get backstage randomly in 2012. We don't know. Uh, but that's all being looked into as well. Um, but Chase had, had, had broke down in, essentially in, in crying to the FBI that he was he was never going to contact me ever again, and he is still harassing online. And we are we are it's just helping everything that we're doing out. So, um, but in his head, he's trying to make it seem like he's not going to be able to get arrested or that this is he is royally fucked. I'm telling you this, and and I know enough people where we are going to make his life and his family's life very, very difficult for a very long time with all of this. If he thinks he's going to do what he did and, and come in and he like, and, and he tried to tell the FBI that he's essentially has conspired with other online people to harass me, um, which by the way, are penalties for that as well. If, if that is in fact going on, but we know when we have a lot of things traced back to him already, and there's people watching him on his social media accounts, we've got everything. And uh, he's trying to do things and delete them and, but uh, 
that that's just going to further hurt him as we move forward with everything. I should know more, hopefully today or tomorrow. I should definitely know more today. I've got to have uh, conversations with the Alabama FBI detectives on everything uh, that went and visited him and get some more details from them. <clears throat> Essentially, we're making sure we're getting the audio transcribed uh, with everything. If anybody out there wants to transcribe the audio and get it done really quickly, and maybe just the, the worst parts of, the, of his threats, which uh, is, is the, the more the better. It's also going to help this, uh, giving that things to the multiple agencies, having it actually written because sometimes getting everybody to watch and supervisors to watch long form audio, even with it, with the transcription on there, these people are very busy. So sometimes also having uh, the, the, the transcript of, of the death threats with everything, um, and it's just going to further help our cause. So if anybody or anybody knows a, a good place, let me know. But they, we have somebody with Homeland Security working on that part, and uh, we're just we're just making sure, essentially, to do every little thing possible to ensure that he is arrested. And then while the federal charges are being built, we should have the Twitter files tomorrow or Wednesday at the latest, I believe, from the timing of when they notified him of the subpoena, and uh, we'll be going forward. But he's still continuing to make threats to my dogs and, and everything and family. Even despite telling them that he would have no contact, I already know it's a lie. He's mentally sick and he's unstable. And uh, and, and but like I like I said, uh, I'm not going to let that guy. He's not going to ruin what we're doing, what I built, and where I'm going with all of this. He's done with it. And uh, and I and I, Brandon, and let me let me just because I know you're watching because you watch on all your your thousands of accounts with everything. You like to make accounts for my dogs and and all that shit. It's real fun. Uh, you know. In the FBI, doxing and giving away somebody's address, that all addresses are public information. And that works both ways, Brandon. All people have to do is go and search your name, and they can also get your home address, Brandon, with that. I don't even have to put it out. I have a lot of great fans and great people out there <clears throat> with everything. So if you want to continue to play games and harass, we could, we could, we could do things. We could play that way, too, over here, Chase. Because uh, I, I live with no fear, and I already know you're a little coward-ass, punk-ass bitch. Right, Chase? And if you think you're going to fucking dictate things, you're out of your mind. So, we can Brandon Chase Salihi Nassab. <laughs> you're done. He told the FBI agents that he's justified in doing what he did because he did what I did, and then I supposedly have told him to go kill himself. So he is warranted in doing all that prior with everything. So, Chase, I, I'm going to be the least of your problems with everything. And uh, that's that, man. That's that. It's coming to an end. And you can have your the, the booze bozo, bleacher bum, that little, that piece of shit Steve continue to run his piece of shit things. Oh, there was no uh, paper trail of the arrest. Yeah, it was never. That was not an arrest visit, you dumb fuck. Keep it up. You try to be a real fucking journalist. God damn. Just listen. I give you guys the facts on everything going on. It's my life. I know what's going on. And anybody not saying, oh, he's making all this up. He's not dealing with the FBI and the police department. Okay, we'll find out. We'll we'll find out really shortly on all of this. So the uh, that's that. And uh, it's coming to an end for him very soon. And they're, they're tracking. They're watching. And uh, it will be a great day. That mugshot will be shared with everybody when that initial mugshot. And uh, let your maybe Chase may get that fresh shave. Keep that uh, head shaved fresh every day so you can pretend that you're still me. 
Grow out that little shitty facial hair over your acne-filled, scarred fucking face, you little bitch, with all of that, Chase. Huh? What are you going to do, Chase? I have no fear. You, 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 you can't hurt me. You already know you can't hurt me, Chase. Huh? And I, I'm going to put you away for a long time with all of it. You're not going to ruin my life, my family's life, my friend's life. You are fucked with all of it. Your parents, mommy and daddy have been notified. Stepdaddy, Woodrow. Your mom, Trina, they've been, Trina, Trina, what's what the fuck her name is? She's been notified. So they're aware of their little sweet son's activities with everything, right? You think Woodrow is going to fucking help get you off? Yeah, we'll see about all that, Chase. We'll see with all of it. All right, let's move on to the show. Enough of that little bitch. But, uh. I'm uh, I'm not, we don't, we don't, we don't back down from anybody. The show goes on and uh, he's already, he's already done enough in the, in the two and a half week period where uh, I, it will be great to get this guy locked up because he's not going to survive if he gets locked up. I can tell you that much. We all know it with all of it. He's not cut from that kind of cloth. All right, let's so we'll go on to the uh, Twitter spaces here. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll go John Michaels, another Chase wannabe on here. See if Chase has the courage to show up on today's show. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, can I talk to Sophie? Yeah, who's this? Can you put Sophie on? Yeah, Sophie's a dog. Sophie can't speak. Feed me more. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say? There we go. So even if that's not him or him, we don't know, but we will have that checked as well. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. Moving on. All things pro wrestling. Hello, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hi, what's up, Ryback? Not much. How are you today? I'm doing good. What's on your mind? I actually had a question about um, what's it called? Your supplement, the what's the name of it? The, the Shell Shock Extreme Weight Management. Yep. Um. So my question would be: Is it like you take that and you also work out, right? That's like it kind of it's like a. You take it before working out or stuff like that. I had just questions about that supplement in general. I mean, and you can take it take it twice a day, typically. Uh, with that morning, afternoon, later afternoon, depending if some people just take it once a day. Um, there's a small amount of caffeine in it, 40 milligrams per serving. So not a lot of caffeine. Uh, it's not something that's going to make you feel super jittery or it doesn't, people don't get that from it. Um, you, you can take it prior to working out if you want with everything. Uh, th there's nothing wrong with that. I take it first thing in the morning and then uh, usually early in the afternoon if I take a second dose of it. But 
Uh, it, it is. It does help if you obviously are e eating to try to to lose body fat and working out. It, it definitely helps the process. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to order that probably on Friday. I, I saw like good reviews about it, so I'm definitely going to start trying that. Good deal. No, it, it's our bestseller on there. It works. And I have, like I said, I have people... That, that from people that have taken it for a week to, to lose weight, they've lost 10 pounds for a wedding in the, in the week going into the wedding to people that have lost over a hundred pounds on it. Like no joke. And then we've got people 30, 40, 50 pounds. And that obviously those people are doing the work and the things, but it is a very, the person I know that lost 10 pounds in the week didn't do anything different. They just took it and they lost 10 pounds. They said, so it's like the, the product works. Obviously every individual is going to be different on like, I don't know what everybody's doing and whatnot, but, it does work. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I'm definitely interested in that. Um, also, I had a I had this crazy moment uh, at training the other day where, like, my I couldn't keep up with my cardio. What would be um, advice you can give on, uh, like, just anything cardio, like uh, cardio workouts that I can do and stuff like that? Uh, what do you, What are you trying to accomplish? What um, just keep my cardio up to pace, you know, being able to, to be in the ring for a long amount of time. So you, so for wrestling, so you need to essentially be doing different forms in, of like high intensity interval conditioning training, uh, things that I do or, or things in, in you, you can find a starting point for you, but things like the assault runner or inclined sprints on the treadmill or the, the stairmaster, the stairmaster is one of my favorite burpees are another favorite. Um, where essentially you find a starting point of what you can do. Like for me on the Stairmaster, it, it's max speed, whatever. Sometimes they go to 20, sometimes 25. Every every Stairmaster could be different. But where for like 30 seconds, you go all out a maximum sprint on there. And then for, and that's with no hands. And then for a minute, I use my hands on level eight and I let my, my, my heart rate come down, but I'm still working. Cause like in a wrestling match, you were still working with that. So you want to be able to exert yourself and then pull yourself back. And there's different forms of cardio to do that. And then there's others like sprinting where like, I'll just sprint for, for 15, 20, 30 seconds. And then I'll, I'll put my hands off for 30 seconds and, and, and rest with doing nothing. And then I go back at it. I do all different forms. So it, it's just anything you could do to mimic what you will be doing in the ring of exerting yourself and then slowing yourself back down, but still working in a way, if that makes sense. And then just trying to build upon that every week where you kind of will get to know, like you, if you do this stuff and you all different, you know, jump rope, you do things to push yourself and you kind of get a base level of where you're at. You then try to just keep expanding upon that base level with it. And that, and then you're going to see that work itself into the ring. You're going to see your cardio and your, your endurance improve and your recovery improve in the ring on um, that. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, in terms of like lifting and stuff, what would you suggest for that? Um, everything works and nothing works. So it's again, <clears throat> you know, you've, you've got to, I, I would say you find a, you got, everyone's different. I have 20 sets for me is, is a great workout, 20 sets per body part with it. And I've always found that and from other people I've heard talking to and, and, and from pro bodybuilders to high level athletes, I feel like for whatever reason, that 15 to 20 sets is the sweet spot for many elite professionals 
on that. Now, maybe starting out, it's 10 to 12 sets per body part, but it, it so you, you got to get a starting point and then you got to kind of find that zone of where you see yourself getting great results, but be consistent with it. And, you know, for wrestling, you, you know, you, the goal is you want to, you want to be as, is you want to look as good as possible, but you want to be as strong as possible also uh, in, in, in the safest way possible, but you want to be able to train. You got to remember you're, you're not training to be in the fitness industry. You're training to be a pro wrestler. So the workouts should always serve, be done to serve your pro wrestling career. So like, and by that, I mean, it's probably not ideal to be maxing out all the time and to do a lot of one, two rep, uh, you know, where where you're going one to two, uh, all out sets, not sets, sorry, reps, anything that one, two, three reps really heavy, like that kind of training isn't really going to be very beneficial in the sense of you're taking a lot of risk, especially with wrestling and how it can beat up your body and maxing out. You, you got to put the ego aside. And cause I've seen it with people that do it. Like if you injure yourself, weight training, you are then no good for pro wrestling. So you got to listen to your body on that. And if there's a day where, you know, you, you jack up your knee in the ring, and you're supposed to do legs the next day, <clears throat> you, you might be better served to, to, to not do legs for a day or two to see if it calms down. And then maybe on, you know, for the next several weeks, you do very, very light leg training and where you got to listen to your body. And I, and I know this from people I worked with in WWE, that's something you're constantly having to keep track of. If you do something and your shoulders messed up, you've got to maybe tone back. You've got to lift lighter for a few weeks until it works itself out. Because if you don't, you know, like Cody Rhodes is a good example. Something happened and I don't know what he was doing, but he had a, a pec injury or a shoulder injury. Something happened. And, and then it was, what was it? Weight training where it, it, it ruptured. Right. And it came off the bone with it now. And that's very difficult because he could have even been going light on it, but the injury was significant enough. But like, those are the kinds of things like where it's like, well, if maybe you, you don't train chest for a month, it, it sucks. But like you really, and sometimes it, it's really easier said than done. You've just got to learn to listen to your body to try to avoid the big injuries, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Uh, I had one last question that I was actually very interested in. Once this whole like chase situation is all done and, you know, you go back to training, when you go, when you step foot back in the ring for training, are you, are you starting with the basics or are you picking up where like you left off in terms of training inside the ring? <clears throat> so but before there was no training, it was just wrestling five nights a week. <laughs> all the whole time in WWE is that schedule was literally four to five days a week. You're just working. So you're not even, I mean, don't get me wrong. You go in the ring and maybe for certain things, you you, you go over certain things, but like you're, I, I never did any training outside of developmental. So this, that that's going back and you got to remember, and I, I'm aware of this, even though I'm doing all my conditioning and all this stuff and, you know, it's going to be the first time putting on boots and, and getting in there. It's, it's going to be starting just getting a feel out process of everything and I don't know that a timeline of, of, you know, it's going to see, I, I go by, I'll be able to tell how I feel pretty quickly with it. But it, a lot of that is just going in there and then and just getting a ring full of guys and just going. I, I trained with Bill DeMott in deep south of sitting in the ring and guys just going, me staying in there for 40, 50 minutes at different periods. That was my introduction to pro wrestling. So like, I have a pretty good idea. Like I know what I'll need to do and to, to be where I feel I was when I, when I left WWE and now being healthy and like, I'll, I'll know that pretty quickly. Um, and then it, it, it's, it, it's just kind of 
what do I want to bring to the table when I come back? What new things do I want to bring <clears throat> what, to the package? And, and then kind of incorporating those in. And But, you know, you got to remember, in, in that doesn't, I don't need to go zero to 100 right away. It could be, you know, that's a continuous thing and doing it, whether it's signing somewhere for a one-match deal or doing independence, I don't know. It's then specifically training for that specific thing and being ready for that specific thing. But I, the basics are always the best. You can't, like, you can't just go in and, and go, well, I'm just going it, 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 to it's, – it's running the ropes and it's working and getting timing of the moves and making sure, you know, that that everything is is still all there with that. And that, that might take a few weeks to work out. It might work itself out in one or two training sessions. I'll know that, though, when I get in. And it, I'll, I'm not, like, not worried about it. The being in shape's the biggest part. And then I've, I've taken care of that end, and it's just getting in there and – like I said, get me an apron full of guys and I'll stay in the middle for a fucking hour. I don't care. Like, and just become a machine again and get going. So like, it's, I know what the goal is. So like, I know what I got to do to get ready to get to that mindset that I had prior. So as a, as a big independence, uh, pro wrestling fan of the entire indie circuit. Um, I know like you always talk about like, uh, the, the master Goldberg or just, you know, how big you could be on AEW. And, but you also mentioned how, a, you know, Tony might not need you and stuff like that, and you're okay with that. We're, can, can we, you know, down the line, obviously you still have to get cleared and everything, but down the line, uh, for the indies, do you think you'd do like a, like a welcome back kind of tour thing, or is it just like you'll select places you'd want to go on the indies? I think it's, well, I, I just had a conversation because I'm going to be, with bookings are coming in on different things, especially for independent things. And I, I'm I'm not cleared yet, but this stuff's coming in for October, November, December, and and it, where it's going to be, I'm going to be cleared at that point in time. <clears throat> I've got a conversation actually tonight with a guy um, that I I'm gonna and I'm I've talked to a bit, but uh, I, I want to I'm probably going to have me somebody working and doing the bookings for me, even even uh, possibly contract negotiations depending on on the route things go, um, and that I got to have that conversation tonight actually. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to depend, get cleared and then, and, and see what the best option is going to be and see if th that option is available. And if, like I said, if, if it looks like those options are not going to be available and they go, look, we, we want to kind of see where you're at with everything. And then it's okay. We'll take select bookings on, on certain things and go out there and go kill it with everything. And it, it's, and that will be very beneficial for me as well. So. I just think it depends what comes in. And, and once I make that announcement, you know, it, it, all that, there's multiple things that have to happen to get to that point. But if I, if I'm going the independent route, it's going to be to go out, it's going to be a much different experience than it was when I left WWE. Cause a lot of what people don't understand is, and I've been very transparent about this. It, it, what, I didn't go the Cody route. I went as make as much money as possible. And, and I made probably more money than anybody those first few years of leaving WWE and did very, that was, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to wrestle again. My body's giving out. I don't know what's going to happen. I need to make as much as I can to make sure feed me more nutrition it has as good of an option of being successful, knowing that I, I was going to be having a lot of money that was going to be going out on legal stuff and health stuff. And it was make as much money in that period of time as possible. And, and it was work smaller guys. I went out and people that went and watched those matches gave it everything I had still didn't cut any corners on anything, but I had to be very strategic in what I was doing in that. And, and that was financially 
I needed to make sure I made as much money on every booking as humanly possible to give myself a chance to, to write out what came and that I wrote out and, and literally played it perfectly on that. Now, this time it's not going to be, oh, it's going to be obviously and being a business person, you want to make as much money as possible, but it's now going back with the, the, it is now a different situation of having my health back and now and, and now owning everything, I'm going to make more money than I even did before because of the way everything is and having my business. It doesn't need to be the exact same situation that it was when I left initially. So it's going to be either way. It's going to be good. It's just a matter of we just got to wait and see here. Awesome. Literally, last final question, because I, I like hearing other people on here. Uh, do you take this is a personal question because I am on my uh, I own a I run a podcast and I am on my podcast account. Do you take bookings for like podcasts and stuff like that? It depends. I'm not doing right now. It, it just select things and whatnot. <clears throat> but doing the show, you got to. I'm talking six, seven days a week as it is, and with everything. And, and right now, until the chase situation is wrapped up, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of letting that play out. But if you ever just send something to the the business email, and and I'll take a look and and go from there. All right, sounds good. Right uh, back. Thank you. For you're welcome, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you very much, guys. Take a look over. On the chat real quick. Super chat here. GP Monsters. Zero three one, or is that an eight three one? Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know what language was that. Take a look, make sure I didn't miss anything else. If you guys want to be part of this show, Twitter space is at Ryback. You can join live. Let me see here. We'll add Brandon onto the Ryback Show. Brandon, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, Ryback, how you doing, man? I'm well. How are you today? Good, good, good. Um, I just had a question. I don't know if you've ever been asked this before. So um, I actually work uh, not too far from headquarters in uh, Connecticut. Okay. And uh, I'm an insurance guy. And, I, you know, I know WWE gets a lot of flack for um, not providing health uh, health insurance to the um, the wrestlers. But, you know, but I see, like, they have surgery and stuff. So it's got to be covered somehow. So I didn't know if you could speak on that, like, how that works for the talent, like when they need to get healthcare and does WWE just pay out of pocket? Uh, do they have some type of program set up? Cause there's gotta be something I'd imagine. Yeah. So when I was there and I would imagine it's the same is the, so they, we were covered for anything in ring wrestling related, essentially. Um, and so if you get hurt performing for them or in training or anything of that, you have your own health insurance card through WWE I don't know if it was Palmco at the time. I, I want to say this Palmco health insurance card, and uh, you were covered then. But you were required to have personal health insurance. Now, for the beginning, developmental and whatnot, that wasn't a thing. And then I think they implemented that. So, like, if you get sick or you have something that happens to you on your own watch, you were were typically had to use your own health insurance for that sort of thing. So, like, if you're training at home 
on your off day and something happens at home, despite it maybe maybe being connected to, to something wrestling, uh, you typically then would have to use your personal insurance. Now, could they still cover that for you depending on who you are? Yeah. And I, I think they probably have on certain occasions, depending on, you know, in, 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 again, if you're like training in the gym on the road, but you're on the road working live events four or five to, days a week, <clears throat> they, they, I believe, would cover that because it, you're away for work, right, sort of thing. But for things all, you had to have personal health insurance. And then obviously, once your contract expires, any injury or pre-existing injury that happened in there, they do not help you with once you're gone from there with that. So that's important for people to know, but they, you are covered for in-ring injuries and things of that nature, or while you're essentially on the clock or on the road. Got it. That's, uh, that's kind of what I was wondering. Cause I mean, we, we always hear like the, uh, who was it? Um, the politician Yang there, uh, they were calling for like the wrestlers like unionize and stuff like that. But that, I just wasn't sure if that, that was necessary, you know, cause it, I thought something was in place. So um, yeah, I mean, that was my question. I appreciate you answering. Thank you. You're welcome, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you very much. Anybody that I see showing any support for the chaser, his family will be blocked instantly as well. There's zero tolerance to any of that on the, on the chat guys. And uh, you're, you're more than welcome to fuck off and never listen to this show. I don't care with it. So this is a, a very serious situation where they, with one of the worst human beings that I don't even call him a human being. So um, go literally get, get the fuck out of here. You can go follow him on his fake accounts where he's dressing up like a chick pretending to be these multiple women and other people on social media. <clears throat> hello. Hello. Good to see all of you, everybody. Megan, good to see you in here. If you guys want to come on the show, go ahead and hit that request. Let's go ahead and bring our next guest. Where did the one go? Sorry, I just missed. We'll go the Red Ninja. Hello. Hello, welcome to the Ryback Show. What's going on? Uh, I spoke to you like a few days ago. I don't know if you remember me, but Ryback, I want to ask you about this Chase dude. What is going on with him? Like, I just figured out about this dude why is he so mad at you what's going on the that dates back to 12 years ago right around that at gold's gym in st petersburg florida uh he worked out at the same gym that i did and he recognized me from i would believe my time in nexus and i was out with my ankle injury and i believe i was on crutches at the time <clears throat> at the at the gym and um I think I was either leaving or getting a protein shake or there was something and, and, and he came up and, and just stopped me and, and started talking. And, and I didn't, wasn't obviously aware that of any of this, how this was, any of this was going to play out. And it was, there was a female there, uh, a fitness woman at the gym who I believe left or walked in or left. I, I wanted, I, I couldn't tell you, the, she was either coming or going. And I maybe said something that I had had probably had to go. I don't know what the, the, if I'd said something or he said something, but it, it, he essentially, it's when everything started. He, he lied and said that he'd known her for like 10 or 12 years, or they were like childhood friends or something crazy. 
and where he essentially lied to me to make me feel comfortable enough to where I don't know if I gave him my number, where he said he was going to, he can put in a a good word, something along the lines of that, which initially though, and and I, and he said something to her that, oh, I'm a good guy. We should, he, she should talk to me. I don't know what it was, but me and her had started talking and then, and started going out. Well, I didn't know he had an infatuation and obsession with this woman. And then that's where he got then very jealous and insecure and started telling her bad things about me and started telling me bad things about her. And I remember she at some point, and and we've since talked and me and her have been in contact and caught up and she's doing amazing. And uh, she was the one that had told me, I think, to to what something wasn't right. And I could already see something wasn't mentally right with this guy with it. And I was I was moving back to Vegas not long after this anyways with it. But me and her had just it was. It was like, it wasn't worth the trouble essentially with all of it. And, but he, that's what he then claims. I gave him a dirty work in the gym. What probably happened is I just quit talking to him altogether because of he was, this is what he was doing. Fucking just crazy shit. And, uh, and then he called me threatening to kill me. Uh, I was at my apartment and I remember he just called and I'm going to fucking blow your brains out, blah, blah, blah. And so, but he, that was all from supposedly at the gym, giving him a dirty look with all of it. But so that that's what this originated from that began his obsession with me, but he has a very unhealthy obsession with WWE in general. So it's kind of like it piggybacked off of that. And then my stuff with WWE and he's been harassing and stalking me, making thousands of accounts for the last 12 years, which he revealed himself two and a half weeks ago for the first time. So, and then they, they escalated to what you see now. Does that make, make sense of catching you up on it? Yes, yes. Well, hopefully that situation is resolved soon. But I got one more question for you right back. Yes. I saw you play on PlayStation, and I really would like to play with you. So would you be able to add me on there? No. All you got to do is on that when I go live is I I create the lobby to the one-on-one or I join other lobbies. And it's just, I guess... You just got to be able to join in the lobby. I'll, I'll be doing other match types like triple threats and things where more people can join in. <clears throat> so I just say just um, every just and I'll try to do those on the weekend when I can uh, as much as I can. I had a lot of fun yesterday doing the YouTube because a lot more people are able to see it now. So um, it's just more of you just got to be able to to see when I'm going live, have the notifications on and, and join in. And you're more than welcome to to play against me if you can get in there. All right, man. I will. That's awesome. I got. I got one more thing. A, a match I suggest you to do is. It's really good. A three v three tornado Ironman match. Thirty minutes. It's really good. I love doing those matches. It's really fun. Three versus three tornado tag match. It's. Right. Or wait, you cut out on me there. What was it? Iron Man thirty minute three versus three tornado tag. Okay. Good deal. I will remember that. All right. All right, brother. Thank you very much. You too. Take care. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Some of you guys, I realize, aren't all caught up on all of that with everything. And in the episodes, you would have to go back a couple of weeks to the Monday and Tuesday episode. He, I think on Monday, I don't know, it was June, whatever. It was. It was two weeks ago from today on there um and that the the titles on there would 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 have him on the titles 
Uh, he, I believe on Monday, it could have been Tuesday as well at some point, recounted the whole story on there, which is actually very important because he somehow tired himself out and then told the version of the story. And uh, that is that is accurate on the sense of where this all originated from and where he claims it was a dirty look. And that in his mind has justified him, uh, which he didn't mention, though, telling her the lies. And, and there's some even more. He, he's we've got him. There's multiple things on this guy's past and his criminal background. And <clears throat> he's he's not mentally there that you could see it on the on the post, on the accounts he's pretending to be. And uh, the fact that he broke down and told them he was never going to have any contact with me and he's continued to have contact is 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 just shows the level of crazy that we're dealing with. And I don't know if he's in denial that anything's going to happen or not going to happen. It, it's something's happening. He's going to be arrested with it and uh, he's going to do time. And there's, there's no way around it with that. So, which is why he hasn't come back on. He's uh, as far as that we know anyways, unless he's doing impressions like he was doing prior to just to speak to me with that before he cracked and couldn't, couldn't control himself. Bring on Aiden for a question here. Aiden, what's going on today? Nothing much, Ryback. How are you, man? I'm doing very well, thank you. What's on your mind? Um, I'm happy to talk to you. I was on your last time, and yeah, hopefully you can get cleared, and hopefully just Chase Guy can finally get caught for him for all. Yeah. I I agree. That is that is the that is the hope with all of this, and and that is the intention. Yeah, my favorite match in two K twenty three might be the last man standing because yeah, that match in at SummerSlam between Lesnar and Reigns is good, real good. I'll have yeah. I'm going to start now that I'm getting the hang of the game a little better. I'm going to be able to uh, to do some different match types. I just wanted to keep it as simple with one versus one till I could start getting the idea and the hang. And I got to actually go out in there and update my move set. I'm going to do that this week here uh, before we, we play next week. So we, then it's uh, I might even be able to hop on if I can get it done at night here. One of these nights during the week. I had a really good time yesterday. That was a lot of fun. So that Goldberg versus Ryback match. That was good. Hopefully that is the result of the real life one. Hopefully. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a good time. I, uh, I enjoyed that a lot. I'm glad somebody finally picked him to, to play. And uh, that stream on there on the, on the YouTube is doing decent. So thank you. You would beat Goldberg in real life. We've just got to get the match to happen. I've got a conversation taking place tonight uh, that we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens. Spears hurt. Trust me, they do. Oh, I know. Trust me. I've taken a spear from Roman Reigns a time or two. You don't want to take a spear from Roman Reigns. You, one spear or two spears, you're out. That's, I've, I've taken them before. I know. I know how those feel. So, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. That would be a really great match if that happens at SummerSlam. But, unfortunately, if that happens, I got Roman. Because I don't think Jey will do it. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what what that story, how it all unfolds. But uh, they're all doing a great job. So, but Aiden, I'm gonna I'm gonna thank you very much for coming on today. I, I see I've got the Brooklyn Brawler waiting to hop on to tell us some stories on Brooklyn Brooklyn Brawler's corner. So I got I'm gonna I don't want to keep him waiting too long. All right.
All right, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Good deal. The Brooklyn Brawler hits that request button. We don't want to keep him waiting too long. I know he's he's probably got a good story for today. Brawler's Corner, ladies and gentlemen. The Brooklyn Brawler. Right back. I'm back. Man, you're, you're, you're gifting us with some stories here, Brawler. Okay, you ready? All of your listeners and yourself, and I don't know if you yourself have ever met Andre the Giant. I only... The first match my parents ever took me to and my sister when I was a kid, I got to see my first memory of pro wrestling is Hogan and Andre seeing the, the black singlet and the yellow tights. I don't remember anything. I was too young, but I remember a vision sitting in the bleachers with my parents. I had one of those big horns that you yell into. They gave them out for the UNLV games and I was screaming in it, but I was just a little, I, I did my, all I remember is the yellow and black brawler. And that's my first wrestling memory ever, but I know I've never met him. Okay. Now, Andre the Giant was a very unique individual. I was pre-Brooklyn Brawler at the time. I met him in the dressing room. He either liked you or he didn't like you. And if he didn't like you, he wouldn't even speak to you or look at you. And he would just tell you to shut the hell up right in the dressing room. He liked me. Wait, Brawler, so why wouldn't he like something to add? Why wouldn't he like certain people? If they just thought they were like a bad person or? Well, he didn't like the Rockers they were rivers and they were loud mouths yeah in their day not now he was big on respect probably right big on respect yeah and that's where the story's gonna go now what i can tell you a little something about andre andre asked me to drive him a couple of times and then as soon as he got in the car he said to me um he called me boss and i called him boss he goes boss where'd you grow up i said well andre not far from here we were in uh the Ramada Inn on 47th and 7th in Manhattan. That's where all the wrestlers stood. Now, he got in my car, which was very, it was, a, it was an Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra, which it has an indentation in the hood when I, in the uh, the top because his head was, we had to see all the way back when his head was hitting the ceiling. But uh, he says, take me to where you grew up. I called my mother. I said, Ma, I'm bringing a wrestler to the house. She goes, who is it? I said, you won't know him. Don't worry. It's a surprise. So I get to the, I get, I drive him to Brooklyn. I get to the house and it's a second story house. My mother's out the top window. So I'm the driver. So I get out and I, and I tell my mother, I'm, I'm here and I got to wrestle with me. She goes, who? The other door opens and the monster gets out. Andre the Giant. She goes, oh my God. <laughs> she freaked out because he was bigger than life back then. You know, he was like the number one, uh, you know, guy. You People, know? he was re very recognizable, right? Just in general. Past just, just wrestling, right? He couldn't wear sunglasses and a hat. <laughs> I can tell you that. Was he, Brawler, was he, Is what was his official height? Was he seven foot or over seven feet? No, over seven. He was like seven, two to seven feet. Oh, I'd say seven, two and a half like that. Really? Five, five oh five. Wow. He was huge. Now he was a very unique individual. He treated my mother with total respect. My mother still to this story, to this day, tells the story. But he was funny on an airplane. He always traveled in first class. He would walk in the air on the airplane. He would sit down. If there was anybody's bags right above him in the overhead. He would take them out. He put them in the middle of the of the aisle, and he would put his bags in, and and he didn't care. He didn't care about anything. 
The flight attendant would come over and go, sir, sir. He would look straight ahead. He would not even acknowledge or answer the flight attendant at all. But nobody said anything about him. Oh, that's my bag he took out. You know that guy, right? And nobody would say anything like that. Because when you look at him, the fear is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the guy was the guy was huge. So anyway, I'm in a house show. Here comes the story now. I'm in a house show, and I'm wrestling with Eddie Gilbert. Do you remember that name? Yep. Okay. I'm wrestling with Eddie Gilbert. He calls a high spot. And in the high spot, there's a leapfrog. So now I'm green because I just started in the business. And now I didn't know whether he was going to leapfrog me or I was going to leapfrog him. So I screwed up the spot. You know what I mean? Because I went for the, I went for the, like he was going to go underneath me. I went for the leapfrog, but he wanted me to leapfrog him. Uh. So we, both, we both jumped up and the leapfrog and he was pissed. But we, you know, we continued to match, we continued to match. He comes in the dressing room and he starts cutting a promo on me. Now, Andre's sitting in the dressing room too. He doesn't say a word. He wasn't very, vo- you know, he very, wasn't very vocal. So I'm to myself saying, Eddie, I could beat the hell out of you if I want, but I'm not because I'm new in the business. I do not want to get a reputation like that. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be that type of person. But he's, he's, I mean, he embarrassed me in front of all the boys. You know, he tried to make me look really bad. Yeah. So in those days, we went from town to town to town to town. So the next day, it was Eddie. It, it was uh, Eddie Gilbert's birthday. So there's a there's a bang, there's a there's a, a knock on the door. I happen to go to the door. There's this girl who had a big birthday cake. She had the birthday cake. She goes, "This is for Eddie. Would you please give it to him?" I said, "I sure will." I walked up to Eddie. I, I said, Eddie, this girl has a birthday cake for you. And this is for you. I took the cake and I put it right in his face. <laughs> now, Eddie got up ready to fight. Andre said, boss, sit down. You deserve it. Just like that. Wow. Now, it was a respect thing. Because Andre stood silent when he was cutting the promo. Yep. But he seen the disrespect that he gave to me. I mean, I realized I, I made a mistake in the ring, but I didn't deserve to get disrespected like that. Take me to the side. Talk to me quiet. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yep. But, but Andre, I didn't even realize that he cared, but he cared enough to say, sit down. You deserve it, Eddie. And Eddie felt like two cents. Because he wasn't, he wasn't about to do anything after Andre's back. Yeah. Did did uh, did Andre lift weights at all? Was he just naturally? No. No, no weight. No weight lifting. As a matter of fact, he he would always have like a gallon of wine at the table before his match, and he'd be drinking. He loved the game cribbage. Do you know what cribbage is? Yeah. He would play cribbage with like Arnold Solon or other other. Yeah, wrestlers. I've always heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and he would and he would drink wine. He never got drunk. He would just keep drinking and drinking. Plus, if he, he does that regularly, his tolerance had to have been sky high. If, huge, huge tolerance. So those stories of him, those drinking stories, are probably fairly accurate then with him doing very, pre- very accurate. Wow. Very, he, he, he was always drinking before his match. And, and in those days, the inmates ran the asylum. It was no, uh, you know, like Vince would never go, Andre, no drinking before the match. It was a different time back then with all of that, too. Right. Right. Did anybody ever test Andre that you ever saw? Did anybody ever give him an attitude that you ever saw? Or 
John Studd. Really? Now, when John Studd came in the territory, Andre didn't like him because he was the only giant. That's big guy heat. Big. That's real giant heat. <laughs> big guy heat. But John Studd was playing the game like he was. He was bigger and stronger than Andre. Really? Uh, Andre. Nobody fought. Nobody fucked with Andre because Andre got the ring with Studd, and he just all he did was lean on you. He used his weight. He would. He would take. He took Stud to the corner. He leaned on him, and then he would give him one of those over overhead chops. Like it, it, it felt like. Oh, I've taken him many times, but uh, Andre Andre really humbled him. He humbled John Stud. Never an issue after that. John Stud didn't want to wrestle him after that. Wow. You know he, he didn't want to go in the ring with him after that because he he knows. He's gonna make me look really bad. Yeah, is that are the stories true with Warrior to Warrior with him? Like where Warrior kind of where Andre had to kind of. No, the Warrior 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 had a personality of, of his own. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I told my Warrior story to you, didn't I? Yeah, I I believe you did, didn't you? The first did I, did I tell you the Hall of Fame one? What was no? I don't I don't think you did the Hall of Fame one. Okay. I wrestled Warrior 47 consecutive days in a row. Okay. Now, one time they came up to me and they said, "War, you're going to beat Warrior, but don't tell him because you want to test his attitude. Yep. To see if we were going to push him because he was the dingo warrior. He wasn't the ultimate warrior yet. So what I did was, I, I liked Jim. I took him in a room. I said, Jim, I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm telling you, they're going to tell you to put me over you should just say yes whatever you want he didn't he didn't say nothing else to me but he did what i said he said anything you want i said they're testing you now i wasn't supposed to do that but yeah. i liked that much and i wanted to help him i didn't want him to hurt his own career i believe that because that is how you are i can say firsthand I, i've seen you you will smarten people up in a good way to to help them yeah. For their yeah. careers, that's something that could possibly hurt them if they act react in a certain way. Yeah, so he, uh, so he was on bad. You know, after a while, he got on really bad terms with the company. They yeah. were top this and that. And I was I was running the pre taped room, and and they told me to cut a, a video knocking Ultimate Warrior. Now Ultimate Warrior, they were all knocking. They say he's the worst promo. He never did this. He never did that. He never did this. So I would always put myself in the promo. I would sit in the chair and I would say the question out loud and I would uh, and I would answer my own question. So I said good things. I said, I, I think Warrior should be determined by the amount of money he drew. I said I said I said not by his personality, like because he was kind of got to walk in the dressing room and goes, Fuck, I'm not gonna shake everybody's hand. I just seen you yesterday. Yeah, I just seen you yesterday, all that kind of bullshit. So now he gets on he, after a couple of years. He gets on good terms with the company, and they put him in the Hall of Fame. So they put. I think I might have told you the story already. I'm not sure, but I walk into his dressing room in the Hall of Fame. He starts crying, and I told his wife this story. He started. He started crying. He goes, "Fuck, fuck! I was just thinking about you." He goes, "I, I was gonna. I was thinking about that bullshit tape that they put out. You were the only one that talked good about me." You told me this, but not, I don't know if you told it on here, but you might have a long, but I, this is a great, yeah. He goes, you better be prepared to stand up in the, in the Hall of Fame. And I said, he goes, I'm going to tell that story when you told me 
that they were going to put you over and not, and not to say anything and not to bitch. And I said, Jim, please don't do it. I said, because I'm still in the company. I'm in, I'm in the company. And if they, if they know that, they're going to say, oh, my God, we can't tell, we can't tell the body anything. Because I, I, I mean, I said, you got to see my point. And he goes, fuck, fuck, that was 30 years ago. That's bullshit. I said, Jim, please, please do that for me. Don't bring up that that because he wanted me to stand up. He goes, I won't bring that up, but stand up anyway. And and he and he did stand me up, which you could they could probably find that part on YouTube. If yeah. Want, where he said, uh, is Stephen he acknowledged Barty, you. He said, Steve Lombardi in the audience, and I, I I stood up, and he goes, Steve took a lot of my abuse and always kept a good attitude about it. You know. Very and, cool. And I remember Hunter said to me, he goes. You look like a human Viagra. How quick you got up! <laughs> you, always had a, you, you always had a remark like that. You always had a remark like that. Yeah, brawler. You know that. Do you remember? So I got a lot of heat for this years ago, up in Toronto during this time, right before that Hall of Fame. I was. This was when I was a heel, and I was kind of on my punishment period with with, with Vince with how where things were going. They brought Carano brought me in the office and showed me the WrestleMania lineup. This was like months before, a couple months before, and it was Warrior versus Ryback, and that was. And I don't even know if they had talked to him. That was what Vince though. Did you ever hear anything on that or see that? Because no, I, I wasn't aware. I, wasn't I got aware. heat though for bring because you know, but people don't understand this. They will have the WrestleMania the tentative card done well in advance of what they oh, yeah. like, but people don't understand, and so. I remember he brought me in. I go, like, it was probably going to be for me to get squashed and all really, because he, but I, whatever reason, Warrior was in bad health and not able to wrestle. And then once they found that out, because I know Vince supposedly was trying to convince him. I, that was the story I heard. But then it, it fell through. And then me and Axel ended up doing something in the tag thing, if I'm not mistaken, on that WrestleMania in New Orleans with all of that. But, uh, that I was uh that that was something that was on that card that WrestleMania card. Carano brought me in there and saw that. So, but I was like, I was that was probably going to be like the Triple H Warrior match, but with me for his last one. But it never, unfortunately, never happened. I, I totally believe it because the way they were, they were pushing you at one point. Remember when they had you pick up three guys at one time? Yeah, yeah. I said to me, "Oh my God!" You know they never did that before. But that would have been. But you know what war? But you, to, to your point, you know that that would you know what that was going to be done for? That was going to be done essentially, though, to see if I would have a good attitude doing it. and I would have. Oh my God! I, I couldn't believe he got all three up. Who's getting? I mean, one up's one thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they. It's the, it, we had to rehearse all that stuff over and over to make sure the timing of all that. But yeah, it's not. There's a reason why it really hasn't been done. The push you got, I cannot believe they didn't run with it and they didn't keep going with it. You know it, what I mean? It's all right. It, it, I've talked about that on the thing. There was a lot of legal stuff going on, Brawler. It had it had nothing to do with anything in wrestling. And the, so I don't – it had everything to do from, from a political, legal standpoint. So, Do you remember what I said to you the day you walked out? I we, said, right back, you quit. You go, don't worry about it. It's all good. You know, that's what you said. Did I see you on the way out? You see me on the way out. Brawler, I, I don't remember a lot of that day because I was so, went over everything over and over in my head. Do you know what, so, do you know I what they were going to do? They were going to start embarrassing me on TV. And, and it was, they asked Carano, I told him after, this was at all the contract stuff and I realized the way things were going to go. And I just went in, I go, take me off the effing show. Carano was in there with Ric Flair in the office. And then Carano comes running back in. I go back to go get my bags 
And he goes, he, he went, I don't, he went to Vince. He goes, you want to go talk to Vince, go talk to Vince. I go, I never want to talk to him ever again. I'm done. And I just got my stuff and I left. And I just yeah. remember going to my car. I think I saw Ziggler somebody like made a joke and I didn't really put it over because like me and, but me and Ziggler are great friends, but I, I forgot. I, so I saw you on the way out. Yeah. You see me on the way out. And I said, did you quit? Did you, did you quit? I said, good or bad. Is it good or bad? You said, it's all good. That's what you said. Yeah. Well, that's how it, it, I tell people that was the best day of my life, leaving and gaining control of my life with everything. And I got my health back and I had to get out of that environment just for the way things were. So when you think about it, they were going to punish you and embarrass you. They wanted to embarrass me by putting me with you. But, they, you know, you took care of me. Yeah. Well, that's what they do on those things. And you've got to. And I, I played that game already and it was just. I, I it was silly with everything going on. I was hurt. The biggest thing was I was hurt, and I knew, and I couldn't. They were giving me the Toradol and cortisone every Toradol every day, yeah, brawler. You told for, me that. You told me that. Yeah, and that was where. And I I I tried talking to Hunter multiple times, and it said like something's not right. And like you know, because you, you you can testify to this brawler, and people because fans don't necessarily understand when you're on the road. And I was in a very good spot there for for the time that I was there. I was always used no matter what. But like you don't take yourself out of a spot like. And it's just a thing, like it's a wrestler mentality. Like if you're injured, you don't really want to know your injuries. It's like, would right. you agree with that's kind of a wrestler mentality? I would agree with it to the point where when I worked with you, I, I you didn't hurt me at all. Yeah. But I, I already was awaiting an operation. I remember you said you had, you had to have a, they put you out there and you had to have a back operation. Yeah. Not close to you. Yeah. I, I, was, I was hurt. Prior, you needed to have a back surgery before we had ever wrestled. Let me tell you something. People that say I got sciatica, there's no such thing as sciatica. It's a herniated disc in L5, L6, which is pushing on the sciatic nerve, yep. which irritates the sciatic nerve. And people people make this, oh, I got sciatica. You don't have a sciatica. You have a bulging disc. Yeah. And I tell everyone that. And I know that from knowledge, from knowledge of having it. So I went and had minimally invasive neurosurgery. Did it help? It, it's insane. I was going to get, okay, I had, I had three spinal surgeries. Now, the way I was introduced to this, I was interviewing uh, Kurt Angle, and they were going to do a laminectomy on me because of my neck. You know what a laminectomy is? I've heard of it. I've, I've never had one, though. That's, you, you, if you did, you'd never wrestle again. Okay. All the bones out of the back of your neck to compensate for the pressure that's put on your spine. Jesus. So if somebody comes and pats you on, hits you on the neck and says, "Hey man, what's going on?" You'll, you'll be passed out. You'll fall to the ground. So I'm interviewing Kurt, uh, Kurt Angle, and I said to him, "I said I'm, they want me to do a laminate like to me." He goes, "Don't do it." He says, "Go to my doctor, Doctor Joe in Pittsburgh." Yep. He says, "You know what he did? He went into my throat. He moved my trachea. He went in. There was bone spurs that were crushing my spine, and he took these tiny tools." And he cut the bone spurs out, and my spine was released. And the thing, the injury, it was going down my arm at that time. It all went away. Wow. Went away. And they don't even put stitches. They just put a Band-Aid, and I was in the gym the next day. That's, I remember that. You telling me you were in the gym, and I was blown away by that. That's... I'm telling if anybody, if anybody, my doctor says, if anybody says fusion to you, walk out of the office. That's why I, when they told me I needed, I went with the stem cells because they said I needed a five disc fusion. And I said, no, thank God you would have been, ruined. I would have been done. I already know that was two doctors. They wanted to put me on pain pills and do a five disc fusion brawler. And I had, I've had 19 stem cells. They regrew all five discs. I'm a hundred percent. 
as if nothing ever happened. So, so they actually grow brand new. No, well, I had it. I they caught. So, if I would have stayed in WWE even a few more months, my disc would have probably degenerated all the way where it wouldn't have been possible. I had just enough disc space left, and my L one, two, three, four, and five. There was just enough left to regrow them. Where because I was getting my whole leg and went numb, and I was getting atrophy all down my right leg. What as soon as I left this, all, as soon as the, the drugs wore off the tour at all. I just got hit with everything. It was my body just was giving out. And, uh, and, and so that's when I started the stem cells shortly thereafter and got a little bit of relief on the first one where I knew it worked. And then finally the ones it was, uh, that bioaccelerator in Columbia sent me and Kevin Nash down, which by the way, happy birthday to Kevin Nash yesterday. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I DM'd him happy birthday also. One of the greatest fucking guys, human beings just tells it like it is. And it was the best week, one of the best weeks of my life because I got my health back and I got to spend the week uh, hanging out with, with Kevin Nash, who was one of my childhood favorites. Um, Diesel was my favorite for a good period of time and loved everything in WCW, but it was uh, just just a great, great guy. And uh, he always checks on things for people because sometimes you can lose contact with people in the business. But I, uh, Kevin, man, he, he'll, he'll send you a text or reach out at the right times. And he, he's, he's a great guy. You know what I did yeah. for him? I, I did it for myself and for him. I was in, we were in California. We were filming TV tapings. And Kevin's Kevin's from Detroit. He's from the Michigan area. Yep. Now, when his mother died, he flew home. I called my wife up. I said, have a suit in the car. I said, I'm taking the red eye home. I took the red eye home. I went to his mother's funeral. And I was the only wrestler that was at his mother's funeral. And he told me that he will never forget that. Till the day he dies, yep. and he said he told his children that he he says that really touched my heart. You that's, know, but I that's the kind of human being you are, though, and it is. It's like everyone's busy and has their things, but the fact that you that's not something that that normally would happen. So I could that's that that's that's a beautiful story. It's a good story, but I, I you know I lived in Detroit. I had to get home anyway. But I, I yeah, I you just you took that. Life's all about trying. You just made the effort, to, and that was clearly because. Those moments, that's what I mean with him. He's always, whether it's my dog passing away or something, he, he's been through the ringer of the horrific things that have happened. I always make sure to reach out to him. And he, he's well-loved in the wrestling world by everyone with that. But, like, he always, man, he just, it's, whether it's a call or a text, he just, he's. I know. He's, he's not just a big guy. He has a big heart. He does. He's, uh, and it's just people. It, it's really cool. to. So that week was really cool for me to get to get to know him and hang out with him and. He was, it was, they say, don't meet your heroes and stuff like that. It was like, it's good to have met certain ones where they, you're just like, fuck, that's awesome. You know? I know he's, he's awesome. And he, and, you know, he really likes Scott Hall. Scott Hall passed. Yeah. It really He was another him. one. My favorite. Yeah, we, were, we were in Manchester, England, and we were working. We were, we were doing an autograph thing in Manchester, England. It's, and Scott Hall outsold everyone. He did like 36,000 over his guarantee. Wow. And he he couldn't go home because because he didn't want to walk through the customs with the uh, with thirty six thousand dollars extra in his pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we're in an expensive hotel in a restaurant, and and Scott called me in the back room, and it was me, him, and Kevin Nash sitting in the back room, and no one else was allowed in there. And all the wrestlers were wondering, well, why why can't we go in? Why can't we go? No, there was a couple that came in, you know, just. You know, said hi. Yeah, I was so touched that they—it was me, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash in a room in the back, 
and and Scott was going, bring every scallop you have in the restaurant. <laughs> he says, bring every, I mean, we were eating and eating and eating, but he was, he didn't say just bring us all and order a scallop. He goes, bring me every scallop you have. Bring me every shrimp you have. You know, it, it was just like, you got like a pocket full of money. He was a great guy too. You know what a good, one of my, my last memories with him was brawler is when I was really unhappy it was uh it was I, I've told this story before, but it was uh the WrestleMania that Roman main evented for the first time, uh there in San Francisco, uh the outdoor stadium. Right. It was two thousand six was it it had to have been no fifth this was two thousand fifteen. Things were already not going well. I was told that I was winning that Andre the Giant uh memorial battle royal and they did a package and it did some things. And right. uh, the night prior, so that was the Hall of Fame. And that was where I got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. And me and Dolph, we had an appearance before the Hall of Fame. And, and we were, they took us back to the hotel. We were waiting for the driver to come pick us up. So we, we were like, oh, we're going to have some drinks. We had some shots at the bar. And they had drinks at the Hall of Fame. We So we, we were pretty, we were feeling pretty good at the Hall of Fame. And uh, right. but one of the writers came up after everyone was at the hotel bar, the lobby. <clears throat> and... Uh, but they had, they had, I'd already gotten wind earlier. And, and this was probably what even led to just like, oh, fuck, this is just, it was, it was, I was told that things, plans had changed. Big show was, was going over. I go, that's fine. Big show. I understand why, why that, but it was just like, a, it was like, get, lead you to the carrot, pull it away. And, and it was on the pre show. And, uh, and I'd already, after everything that had already happened. And so I just said, I'm just going to have a good time with my friends tonight. I'm not really worried about anything. I was, all this stuff was going on legally prior. I was just done. And, uh, but I, I had a great time with everyone down at the hotel bar. I actually, that was, it was, this was unprofessional on that. I was late. I didn't get the bus on that. And I didn't care. And I'd already told them that nobody, Vince, I go, I'm going to have a meeting with Vince when I get to the building. The thing I had to ride with Roman on a, uh, me and Roman on an SUV to the show. Cause he got to go to the show later. Cause he was in the main event and, and I was, I was not on the bus earlier and it was, didn't give a fuck. I was already just, right. It was wasn't just not mentally. I was just shot with everything the way things in the the back and forth and um. But but we did the battle royal and the crowd was 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 screaming feed me more at various points. And uh, the next day the TV hotel I was in there stretching and doing cardio and uh, Scott Hall comes in and we were having a conversation and he he was just kind of going he goes he knows understood he knew what was kind of going on and he just goes he goes he just goes I don't he goes I understand everything he goes but. Nobody will ever be able to take away. He goes, brother, you're in a sold out stadium. He goes, that entire place. He goes, I was out there watching. He goes, they were just as loud for anything with that feed me more as anything all night. And he, he goes, he, he goes, you're fucking over. You've always been over. But it was like, it was my, my last memory of him with like, and it was so cool. He was one of my childhood favorites as well. But he, he was essentially telling me, look, despite all the, the negativity and all the bullshit, he goes, it was just essentially telling me, don't ever let anybody take away the positive moments in the business and to like to, to not forget those as well. And I never have, but I, it's a fond memory I have of him of, of, of you appreciate the good moments still in the thing, the don't, don't let the politics of the business take away from some of the good things that we can still enjoy, you know? Right. Hey, check this out. You know, those blue boxes, those blue cases that were always in the hallway of TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the storage boxes and everything, okay, right? So I'm sitting on the box with Scott Hall. All these new guys were coming in that we were never in before. 
all the boys were paranoid because some of them were all jacked up and they're, oh, they're going to take my spot. They're going to take my spot. Yeah. And Scott Hall always told me this. And he said to me right there, he goes, he says, he would, he would describe this as the Brooklyn Brawl. He turned to me and said, everybody's paranoid that they're going to take their spot. The Brooklyn Brawler turned to me and said, I don't really care. It's more guys to put over. He gets it. You know what I mean? That's yep. what he told me. Yep. I'm looking at it like, wow, more guys to work with, more guys to make look good. Yeah. But the other guys were like, oh, my God, he looks better than me. He's going to get my spot. He's going to get this. He's going to get that. That's my Scott Hall memory. He got it. I, and I feel like I take that approach with them, like on, it, it, in understanding the, and even though they didn't use the wording of physical acting, though, it, it is, it is of pro wrestling and, and the different roles and the different things. And there's a, a key to having the right mindset to having longevity and making money and, and that, and being able to play various roles. And, and you're not always going to be on top or anything like that. I never cared. I never had an ego about being on top. Yeah. But I'm so glad people are realizing now that I made the guys that are, were on top. Yeah. It goes both you know, ways. It goes both ways. It takes two to tango and, uh, it's coming out now. It's coming out now. Yeah, I think there's more of it. People are understanding in the the the, the appreciation of of the winners and the people that play the winners and losers. It's 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 just like in a movie we talked about the other day. We don't shame people that play that play the villain in the movie that 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 die at the end, or if they they get taken out halfway through, if their character gets eliminated early in the movie, they are still celebrated. They they took on a role and they they played that role. They, like that's pro wrestling. We know what the role is going to be prior and you go out there and you execute it without an ego. And then you go out and you do it to the best of your ability. And when that environment, when it praises that it, it allows for a better work environment as well with that. And I, I think more and more fans are becoming appreciative of that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now I don't want to take up all the time now. We've got a lot of listeners there and everybody who's listening Listen to Ryback because he makes a lot of sense. He's got experience. You can't teach experience. You have to have to do it to get the experience. And you gotta you gotta acknowledge that it is experience. Because you could be there a hundred years and still not have experience. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an under- it, it's a bill. Yep. I had I had the uh the knowledge to realize that I don't care if they say job and you lost this, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. In those days, he's a loser, he's a winner. He's a loser, he's a winner. I've always been upset about that part of the business that, that people, you should not get stereotyped in because you played a role that in pro wrestling, that does not mean that you're a loser in, in real life and the things that you do. It, 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 you should be celebrated as a pro wrestler that, that got to do what he did that had a great attitude and, and worked well with others and was respected by other people in the business. And you, you were able to provide a great, a great income and, and, and have a family married 39 years and, you know, have a nice house and have nice things. And that's, you know, that that's the life is about love and happiness that's with right. that. And, and that, and that's what I try to get across to people that, because I hate to see the bashing of the people or them go, oh, this guy got buried or jobbed out. It's like, this is professional wrestling. And it, it is, it, it takes everybody to make this work and, and everybody should be appreciated and celebrated that works hard because all of the wrestlers, man, most of them are great people and love this and have respect for, we all know the deal. 
And I think educating the fan base more and not letting these negative podcasters and the negative hateful dirt sheets and the people that are jealous and insecure because they can never do this. We cannot let their hate become the hate of everybody in this and pro wrestling. And it's up to the wrestlers to unite and the good fans to unite and go, you know what? This is not the way it's going to be. And to talk about the good more and to celebrate the good, block these people out and to keep moving forward because there's no place for it. And they're letting their attitude kind of take over the business and, and certain elements of it. And we need more people standing up and speaking the truth of what this is and what's it, what it's really about. That's right. Perfectly said. Perfectly uh, Brawler, said. I always appreciate everybody. Please go follow Brawler, Brawler Real with two R's on here. You follow back, right, if they tweet you? Yeah, I, I have. They never let anybody down yet. And I get a lot of feedback from the show. I do too. Everyone loves you on here, man. These stories, and, and it, it's good. It's a learning experience for me on some things too, so... I oh. just hope your listeners are appreciating because they they, they weren't they're not really in the business. They're just asking questions of training and this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah, this I is stuff we don't get to hear about. Makes it. I hope everyone makes it. Brawler, you're the best, buddy, and I always appreciate it, and, and I hope you have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Brawler's Corner, ladies and gentlemen. Go follow Brooklyn Brawler, please, you guys. Fan of the Ryback Show, the People's Podcast. I can listen to, we can just have brawler stories all day. I want to read, this is a nice comment. Uh, those who grew up watching always knew how important your role was in WWF, WWE, brawler. There are no stars without the star makers and the carpenters of the business. And uh, yeah, it's a matter of having a good attitude, guys. And, you know, if, if brawler could have been selfish and said, I don't want to do that. And, you know, but there's a very good possibility with the way people that if you have a bad attitude like that, you, you, you might not last very long. And it's, you know, there's, <clears throat> it takes the same amount of work and effort to go out there and to do the match, whether you're winning or losing. The only difference is, is one guy is pinning and the other guy is lying on his back up to that point. All the work is the same. <clears throat> and I understand it's just like it's roles and it, it's up to the, whether it's in your contract or the promoter and, and other guys play certain roles better than other people. But it's the people that, that have a great attitude like that, that don't have egos where they don't let it get involved They They just love wrestling and they love being a part of it. And they love, they love, they know that they are doing the right thing in going out. And that it is, I, I've been on both ends of this and I, I, I've played very high roles and, and I've played other roles where I've got to help make the other person. It's actually more rewarding helping to make the other person at the right time and, and to go out there and to do the right thing. And it, it's very cool. And, and you hear the Usos have talked about that for WrestleMania when they were lying on the outside after they they put over when they lost the titles against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And it was it's a very it's a very unless you're out there and get to experience it. I'm just trying to do my best to like it, it's it's a great feeling knowing that you're helping somebody else achieve more success with in this how this this world all works with with pro wrestling with that and it's not always it's not about being undefeated or it's not about it being your night every single night it's about what story can be told to elicit the best reaction and, and to create the most intense feelings in whatever direction that that particular story is supposed to be and and not to but don't let these people that are hateful or negative don't let them get don't get caught up in that bullshit in that game of their hate and negativity of what they're trying to make things in, in pro wrestlers. It's very important to understand this. It's physical acting in pro wrestling. It's the hardest thing in the world. 
but you can learn a lot from the Brooklyn Brawler and on longevity and in, 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 in having success in the pro wrestling business. And also when your career is done, still being involved in the business and, 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 and being a very figured in person and, and being instrumental in, in the business behind the scenes and whatnot. There's nobody that's had a tenure like him around in the business. So it is, uh, there, it's always, you could always be learning. And, and he, he speaks many, many truths with all of this. So thank you, Brawler. It's one of my favorites and it's, he's one of Wade, me and Wade, we always talk about how we love Brawler and it's like, he's, uh, he's one of the really, really good ones. We're just going to rename this show Brawler's Corner. All right, we got another caller here, Jack Shelton. Jack Shelton, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, hello. Hey, Ryback, how's it going, man? I'm well. How are you today? Oh, I'm, everything looks good. And quick shout out to the uh, Brooklyn Brawler, by the way. I mean, sorry, I've got flustered after hearing all of this, but a good shout out to Brooklyn Baller about, by the way, Hall of Fame worthy. Thank so, you. anyways, I was about to answer this question as about um, this is one the one thought still swirls in my mind as when you debuted in WWE as right back all the way from 2012, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, for, for several two weeks, I was, I've only got one thing on my mind that what did literally happen to your to your eyesight? Because in one week it was kind of a bit swollen, and then the week later it seems to got a bit, um, a little bit pretty much all red all over. Was there any treatment to sort that out? I believe the one that you're referring to is the I got hit. So it was I had a, a wrestling match with. Camacho on a pay-per-view and it was uh I believe Arn Anderson was our producer and it was, I was going to be taking my first bump getting taken off my feet for the first time in like six months or five months of since I debuted it was it was if I'm not mistaken maybe it was a few months in it, it could have been a few three or four months in even but uh I got Camacho who was with Hunico he uh he had to give me a forearm and I, and I told him to really lay it in and uh and and he did and it, it but it, it got me in the the eye and it it, it it damaged it to what you saw so it was bloodshot there for like two or three weeks with it there was it didn't hurt it didn't after the initial swelling went down i it didn't didn't it didn't break any bones it just it just caught me in the like perfect spot where it looked way worse than it actually probably was but i had no visual damage thank god or, or anything like that so oh but yeah, that was it. It was it, it looked really cool though. I like I love the way that it looked, but it didn't it, yeah, that was it didn't luckily it didn't hurt or anything. Right. Cuz uh, I I know, I know they got pretty worried for a second there cuz I thought it really did somehow hurt your fishing cuz I thought if there's any, you know, ENTs back in the backstage and they got that somehow treated or was that just part of letting it heal for the past 2 weeks? Yeah, you just had to let it heal. I was told that it was, I mean, they didn't send me to an expert on it. I just, the doctors just told me, and luckily it was a correct uh, diagnosis. It just said it just, it will heal on its own. And it did, it, it, you know, then you would ice it here and there after a match. But um, it didn't, I didn't have any visual, anything that warranted where it needed to get followed up on. And it was improving every, every few days we saw that it was improving. So if it was something that wasn't improving, there's no doubt they would have sent me to a specialist or something at some point, you know, but 
you didn't get to that point. I see. It's, um, it's, it's somehow reminded me because the, um, when I was in the uh, GPW, known as Grapple Pro Wrestling, they were from Leeds, and, and, and the ring and the ring itself was completely well dusted over because every time when I had to um, they'll put my face into the man and have to take like a few bumps and all of that. And a few weeks later, I suffered a, a conjunctivitis under my right side of my eye. Yep. And it's somehow um, been affected because I feel like the ring itself wasn't that clean at all. Because because of the way the way you pointed out to me now, it somehow reminds me that it somehow reminds me of what I just literally did. You know, wrestling rings are, are very dirty in general and need to be disinfected and cleaned regularly, um, which WWE, like in our training, and, and I'm, I'm sure they do this because we they were doing it when I was coming up. We would have to, like, depending on the training day, sometimes canvases would be completely drenched with sweat. Sometimes they would just re- have to remove a canvas and hang them up and let them dry. And But they would have to disinfect them uh, after training other ones. And at FCW, we had all the practice rings. It was like they'd have to be sweeped, swept out and vacuumed and disinfected and all the ropes, everything, because all the different guys are sweating on them all day. And then WWE TV and all those, they're constantly, they've got multiple canvases on and they've got everything is disinfected and clean. The referees are usually do a fantastic job. I always remember seeing Charles Robinson doing things and cleaning out the rings prior. So WWE is very good at that. It, all independent promotions, I, I understand that, you know, sometimes things, you know, at the very least, you want to you want to have a strong disinfectant and, and to be you want to try to keep the rings as clean as possible at all times because it is it's a, it, it is a breeding ground for bacteria and things like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's absolutely right. Because um, even though a little quick shout out to the in the memory of the other promotion that has got closed several years ago, known as Grapple Pro Wrestling in Leeds by um, Paul Clark, it was believed. Um, that promotion was sadly closed because it was the only promotion in Leeds that's ever closed down. So really? I was kind of wondering that, do you ever wish that several people, it, like pro wrestlers in Leeds, do you think that they should have a little potential of racing the stakes on trying to get into the very top level of the any independent promotion? So, wait, what do you, what's the... I've wrestled in Leeds before, if I'm not mistaken, and because WWE, I've, so I know we've I've wrestled in Leeds. I want to th- say it's a, it's a little, it's at a weird place. It's like a where they had to have portable showers for us outside. Are you asking though, it, like independence promotions in Leeds? Yeah. What like as far as what what are they what now? What's the question? I'm sorry. As far as what? Um, the concerning about the the. Per- the uh, the superstars in Leeds are the ones that are trying to reach up to that point, such as like Rich Holland used to be there and Amir Jordan used to be in there because I was the one of the guys who were literally training with those guys. Okay. So so I was yeah. Even though you did said that you, you went in Leeds at one time because you know what's funny because when I was in the front row seat at the, at the first direct and you came out as as Ryback. And, and one thing you don't know is that I was playing as a like an advanced audience who looked at you in the eye because you you literally stared at me for a few seconds as you were about to walk to approach to the one of the audience because even though you were a heel at that time yes yes at that very time I was keeping my eye on you this whole time and pretending that I wanted an advanced audience who was nearly about to have a go at you for a few seconds because I literally play that role really really good as an advanced audience who literally knows what they're 
Yeah, I would as a heel, I would always I would pick somebody out and I would I would literally just stop if somebody was saying something or if I thought they were giving me a a, a dirty look and I would just stop and stare at them for a prolonged period of time. And because then people everyone what happens is everyone stops like they're watching and they're like, what's going on? And it like, you know, I just start jaw jacking with people at different times. I would get guys so riled up as a heel on, on live events. It was so fun. And because those people then they're going to be more prone to booing and, and, and talking shit during the match, which could help get me more heat. And I could go back and revisit during the match. I would always just do little things like that just to, to have a good time. But what's your question as far as what pro wrestlers can do for like, I don't understand what the question is though with leads. What you were asking. Um, um, it's because the point is what I'm trying to say is that I just wish that WWE and not only WWE Impact and the AEW would sign up more superstars of, from for basically from from Lee. Oh, okay. From here, because for what I heard, that some of you are not actually representing in Leeds anymore. Like like the late great British Bulldog used to be in Leeds, where until he moves up to Manchester, and then Rich Holland are used from Yorkshire. Oh, so you're mad they don't bill them from Leeds? Why the, Why don't WWE bill stars that are from Leeds from Leeds essentially? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I don't. That's that. It could just be that's a Vince McMahon thing. All that that is is they he he's could be very picky probably on it, that. All that takes though is a talent would have to really want to be billed from there and have to have to go have that conversation with Vince. And most of the time, people probably are just not gonna. That's a pretty unless you're very passionate about that topic and and those guys. And not to say that they're not, but early on in your career to go have that conversation, that could be kind of a not the battle you want to pick to like, like what if Rich Holland went in there and, and said, uh, you know, I, I want to be billed from, from Leeds Vince and Vince is what well, I don't want you to, but he's really adamant about it. Like, like that can, you know, that could affect his booking moving forward over a very, really small issue. Whereas like maybe down the road, once he's more established, but for whatever Vince might just not think Leeds is, is enough people know about it or care about it. And he, he wants to pick a big different city. That that sounds like that's probably what more likely what it would be. It's very understandable. And uh, and again, before I go, I would like to quick shout out to your um, a support for you. After all that, after everything that has been happening to you, I've, I appreciate everything and what you've done. I really got 100% your support, and I love being here on your show today. And also, again, a quick shout out to Brooklyn Brower, absolute legend. And um, yeah, have a, hope you're safe. hope everything's going well. And I'm really looking forward to see you perform once again. Thank you very much, buddy, and you have a good one. Greatly appreciated. Thanks, sir. Right. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. We gotta get gotta get Vince to build more superstars from Leeds. Take a look at the chat here before we take on another call. Wrestling in Leeds, though. I I I have I remember very well on our European tours. We would have to walk. It was in a, it was it was the most unique arena and it wasn't it was like a people would go visit the area that we were in <clears throat> from what we were told i don't know if it was like a vacation destination but it was like daniel bryan used to wrestle it was like almost like a big ballroom and but there was this big backstage area and they would have tents for us like with the masseuses and the, there was the catering but it wasn't it it was um it was a very just a unique different building but there were no showers there were no locker rooms so you just get changed like there's tents they had tents for us to get changed in the locker room and it, but it was like indoors, but it was like a very high ceiling, 
like area that we were in. And then you'd go up to where the arena part was, but it was, it's just, it was, it wasn't like a regular, it wasn't a, an arena. Um, and we'd have to walk. So after your match, you're like all sweaty. And like, I just remember you had to walk barefoot. You'd have like your, I'd have my singlet and I'd have all my straps down. You'd have to walk and you'd have to walk outside for a good portion. And they would have heaters to try to keep us warm. Cause it would be, it'd be freezing cold in the November tours that we'd be out over there. And we'd have to walk and then we'd have to go to all these portable showers. You'd have to find a portable shower that was open and in like, and it was and get cleaned. And then you'd have to walk back and have your towel and walk all the way back and, and get your clothes or however, like it was such a, it was crazy. It's we sometimes you'll be in the most beautiful buildings in the world and you'll have just very, you have all this space and like it, it things are just amazing. And then there'd be other times you're like, you're, you're, you're working at the highest level in conditions like that. It, 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 it it's not horrible. You have showers. It, at least we had showers with all of it, but it, it was, uh, that's how I remember Leeds. Cause it was the only place like that. Whenever I, 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 I have great memories of the place. I always enjoyed, I had some great match. I remember a great match with PJ black over there, Justin Gabriel. I remember as a heel, that might've been the match he might've even seen. Cause I, that was who I, I wrestled. I know over there once. Um, so good old leads. We'll go Chris, bring Chris onto the Ryback show here. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ryback show. Oh, sorry. My mic was muted. Uh-oh. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. What's on your mind? Uh, so I've got two somewhat quick questions for you. Okay. Um, been a big fan since I was young. I'm actually two years into my wrestling career now and uh, would love to work you. Um, so I want to know if we can get you up in the Pacific Northwest anytime soon once you're cleared. Where, where specifically are you at? Washington, uh, Northwest Pro, the longest running promotion in the state. And then they just celebrated 10 years. Good deal. Well, congratulations on the start of your pro wrestling career. And never say never if uh, you're involved in the same game. But you, you, you never say never, so. Uh, and then, and then my other question was, are you going to be in Vegas for CAC this year? Uh, I don't know. what. When is that? Uh, end of August, I believe. I don't know what, uh, end of August. Yeah, I'll be here. No doubt. Probably for all of that. So that's for the cauliflower alley club deal, right? Yeah. 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 Every year they do that, right? Where, where are they holding it at this year? I can't remember the name. It's it's on Fremont. It's in the the main hotel that's on the end of Fremont. I can't remember the name of it. Did you say are you coming down for that? Yeah. What do you so what do you how long how big how long of a is are you here for like two, three days? How's that work? Uh I know there's a dinner and there's a couple of events that are like two, three days and a lot of people are there for like a week, but Okay. Uh it's my first time coming, so Well, I hope you have a good time coming to that. How old are you? Uh I'm twenty one. Good deal. Everything going well in pro wrestling for you so far? Yes, it is. I actually <clears throat> won a championship the other night. So congratulations on that. Did you uh you hear were you on here when Brooklyn Brawler was on here? I was not. I actually just joined in here <coughs> when the last guy was speaking. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it, it was just a little bit back, but he was uh man, he dropped some real knowledge on here. So I always encourage if you're in the game, he you can learn a lot from him. So he comes on. He's been coming on a bit here and sharing some cool stories and insights on things. 
But are you, uh, uh, are you doing this show regularly? Yeah, Monday through Friday, we're on here going and uh, taking calls on Twitter Spaces and live on Ryback TV, and then it goes out on all the podcast platforms shortly thereafter. So, oh, sweet! I'll, I'll definitely have to be back every day. Good deal. Well, I appreciate yeah. that, Chris, and you're welcome on at any other times. You have any other questions or you have anything going on you want to ask with with pro uh, wrestling? I, one, one. I, I'm going to quickly say a memory I've got of you that. Uh, I will forever remember. And it was you talk a minute ago talking about your what you did with live audiences. And actually, uh, it was a live show in uh, Spokane, Washington. And you picked our group of people. We we hated you, and the entire match you were just yelling at us and only us yep. <laughs> for the entire time. And you took one of our signs and ripped it, and it, we thought it was the greatest thing ever because you only looked at us the entire time. I would do that regularly, people. As a heel, my job, and I wanted the the, the people to cheer the good guy as much as possible, so I would do whatever I could to get people to try to hate me. And I loved it when people like you guys would, would, would engage and do that and talk shit or whatever I would, it would to me, cause you're, you're allowing me to something to play off of with that. Whereas you don't want the last, the worst thing you want is nobody making any noise or just sitting there. So if you've got a group of people that are willing to, to engage and, and to shit talk going in, then, then I'm going to come, I'm going to revisit that as many times as I can, because that's going to get other people worked up. And uh, everybody, they're, they're locked in on it. And then eventually, you know, if the baby face is going over, or they're having their moments, they're really going to be behind them for it. So it was, uh, I appreciate you sharing that. It was never anything personal. So, yeah, it, it's all, it was always great. You uh, definitely got the most heat that night. I, uh, I would also, people don't understand. I would routinely rip up little kids, a uh, little kid sign. And it wasn't to, to, hurt that little kid's feelings. I knew that we were going to bring that little kid to the back and he was going to have an experience that he would never forget after it. So I would do that because I wanted that kid. I would always like, cause I always knew and would get security. They'd bring him back and that little kid would get to go meet everybody. And then rather than just sit there all night and watch, he then would get to go back and yeah, maybe there were a couple that cried, but that always got made up really shortly thereafter. So anybody that ever saw that, that goes, Oh, Ryback's Ryback's a real piece of shit. That was done knowing that we were going to get that kid to the back and he was going to have an experience. A lot of times he'd get to meet Cena or somebody, uh, big names, Punk or whoever it was that they wanted to meet other, you know, the other good guys. Everybody, WWE talents, men and women are so good at that. And and so that that was always kind of the mindset behind all that. But I, I appreciate you playing along. Yeah, it was awesome. One last thing, one last thing. I'm going to ask if you can give me one piece of advice other than, you know, get in the gym and work as much as I can. What's the, how, how can I get myself in the eyes of other promoters that maybe don't look my way? Have a good attitude and, and be understand the physical acting element of pro wrestling and, 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 and have a love for this and enjoyment for this and uh, in, in a good attitude in the sense of work harder than anybody that you, and you really have to apply yourself and, and keep a positive mindset in this business. There can be a lot of hate and negativity. I'm going to try to stay. We are who we surround ourselves with. So surround yourself around good people, have good and positive experiences with other people that you think are similar to you in, in wrestling with that and just work extremely hard. And uh, whatever you're doing, you got don't, especially as you're coming up to 
you, you really have to understand the physical acting element of this, that, you know, some nights it's going to be your night. Like when you won the championship, it, it, what championship was that? The Washington state championship. So just to give you an example, the Washington like state championship. Mid-card, mid-card title. If so, if you would have got to the building and they told you your opponent, who was your opponent? Uh, J.D. Mason. So if they would have told you that he was going over and you had a bad attitude with it and didn't want to put him over with any of that, that that would have could really affect things because that promoter has a certain idea and vision of what he wants done, right? And and so he, he go out there. You want to always, whether it's your night to win or lose, you never let the business going on on, on the political side of things, never let that uh, affect the effort that you put in. And never let that at an attitude show to your opponent, if that makes sense. Yeah, that will allow in people you will you will have the respect of the other men and women. And, and there's a lot of egos and different things, and there's levels to this. And there's some people that don't that, that play dirty games. And but no matter what is asked of you, and there's always ways that you can go and, and talk to people, and always try to just have a good attitude in your conversations of understanding why they want what they want and then go out there and give it 100% whether you're winning or losing. Thank you so much. It was, it was, it was nice to talk to you. I'll, uh, I'll get out of here now so somebody else can get on, but I look forward to meeting you in person, and uh, thank you again. You have a good one. You too. Thank you, Chris. Bye. Bye-bye. Good luck. Good deal. Always like it when we get to talk to other pro wrestlers. Yes, yes, I've always embraced and, and being the heel, and, and I'm not afraid to, to get heat. That's what that is what you're supposed to do. It, it's and it is it is. I I thrive like I, I genuinely love the because it, it's acting, and I and I understand that. <clears throat> Let's see here. Maybe do we'll do maybe what time is it? We'll go one more caller on today's Ryback show. Bring on a new caller. Aaron, I don't think I've had Aaron on. If I do, I apologize if I have. Hello, hello, Aaron, how are you? We'll go one question on the final call. Aaron, are you there? Uh Uh-oh, we might have technical difficulties. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Oh, I can now. Oh, I almost hit it. We were, that was last second. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, man? Doing great, thank you. What's on your mind today? I uh, thought about uh, a, basically a stable on AEW. Okay. With the with the guns and Bullet Club, uh, kind of joining together. Yep. Do we think it'd be a good idea for them, them to have a manager? the caliber of say armed Anderson. Yeah. With the bullet club gold that they're doing that, and that's starting to form nicely and, and being on TV weekly with everything. Yeah. You know, that, that could definitely be, there could be something there down the road where, where Arn maybe turns on Wardlow and that can maybe open up a program with Wardlow and bullet club gold to get him in a prolonged feud with multiple people on that, depending on, you know, uh, uh, it, it could be a possibility. I, I don't know, though, what the internal plan is with all of that. I do know that they are giving them pretty good TV time, though, from guys that just weren't there. The, the Guns have, have done a fantastic job, and Billy's done a great job with them. That And from them, from where they started during the COVID and not being used on the shows and sitting in the crowd, I remember them sitting in the crowd watching the shows and being very new 
to being as figured in as they are now. They've done a tremendous job of working their way up and, and getting some very nice spots and, and getting better and better and better. So I, I think it, it's, I, I'm curious to see how what unfolds with the storyline on all of it. And, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't disagree that that's not a, I don't think that's a horrible idea, but it just depends on, on what this, the story is going to be for Arn to go with them, you know? That's just a little thought of mine. <laughs> just, I thought it'd be cool. And yeah. Yeah. You know, again, though, it'd be if Arn turns on Wardlow and there's a program there, if, if if Arn just leaves Wardlow and did that and there's no story, I'm not really – I don't think that's very good. But if, if you can somehow work in a, a program with that where maybe – I don't know. I, I really want to see Wardlow on TV every week and want to see him because I think he's one of their bigger stars and can be if they just simply invest TV time in him every week. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, he, he can definitely run the business if they let him. Yeah, he, I think he, he's he's shown that he got people behind him already once, and he's still people are still with him. I just think he needs a, an investment a little more on the TV side of things. But that comes with you got to have a game plan and a directive, and, a, and a, you got to know where the story's going. And I would, if I'm there, I'm, I'm saying, why aren't we having this guy on TV every week on both shows? The guy, he's I think he's some, but you know, we'll have to see what happens. I I totally agree, and uh, we definitely need you back in the ring, big guy. Thank you, Aaron. It's it's gonna happen. I, I I'm, I'm gonna give it everything I got, and I appreciate all the support, buddy. All right. Good talking to you. Thanks. You too. You have a good one. You do. Good deal. Greatly, greatly appreciated with all of that, guys. I thank you as always. Big thank you to Brooklyn Brawler joining us today as well. Please check out my Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. <laughs> guys, thirty percent off for new customers. Discount code Ryback three zero. Returning customers can save twenty percent. Discount code Feed Me two zero. You get a free shaker bottle with all orders. All the Ryback merch, T-shirts, workout tank tops, long shirts, sweaters, ball caps, everything. Feed Me More dot com. Thank you to all my Twitter subscribers and people that subscribe to me on Twitter. I follow you all back and appreciate all the love and support on that platform, guys. Let's have a great one. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hopefully have some updates on the, everything going on with the Chase situation uh, here once I talk to some people uh, shortly here in a little bit. And uh, until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.